Thank you for listening to the Alex Meadows podcast, where you'll find the faith you need to live in total victory. We would love to connect with you on social media at Rev Alex Meadows. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Now, here's your host. What's up, everybody? Alex Meadows here. I want to share a brief and encouraging word the Holy Spirit gave me over the weekend, and I think it's fitting for exactly where we are in this time. The year of 2020, the year to end all years, they say, in the middle of the pandemic, COVID. I know you've heard those terms just a a little bit too many times this year, and uh, maybe you or your family has been affected, but this word, I believe God wants to share with you His plan to restore what was taken from you, whether it be time, whether it be money. A lot of people have faced uncertainty with being furloughed on their jobs, being laid off, record highs of unemployment. Many people, their only source of income is unemployment from the government right now. Uh, Maybe you face some health issues in your body during this time, some familial issues with your family. God wants to restore whatever has been lost during this time. And not only once over, twice over, I believe God has a sevenfold plan of restoration for you. So that's what I want to share. I was spending time with the Lord on Sunday morning and I flipped open as I sometimes do. You guys know how it is. You just take your Bible and you're just flipping open and you just kind of look over and you stop and point at something. But sometimes I'll just open up and read whatever I open up to. And that's exactly what happened Sunday morning. There was two different times where I opened up to similar passages that went right along with each other. And then it hit me. There was a thread that the Lord wanted me to follow and I believe wanted to impart unto you and encourage you no matter what you're facing. God plans to restore it. God is not the author of destruction. He's not the author of confusion. And a lot of that is going around right now. A lot of fear mongering depends on which news network you work, uh, watch. I mean, basically all of them are spreading fear, but we watch this news network. This one doesn't go out of style. It doesn't spread fake news and it only breeds faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I would say fear comes by hearing and hearing by those news networks. So be careful what you're giving your attention to during this time. But if you've lost anything in this season, in the year 2020, God wants to restore it, I believe, sevenfold. So I want to share with you, again, just a brief, encouraging, you could label it a prophetic word. But this is what the Bible says in the book of Joel, chapter number two. We'll start in verse 21. And this is what it says. I love the first two words. You you see this over and over. I saw a picture not too long ago, and I believe it's truth. These words appear 365 times in your Bible. And the words are, fear not. One for every day of the year. And yes, that includes 2020. Fear not, O land. Be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. That should be our constant cry. No matter what the situation may look like, God wants to do something great. Posted on Twitter, I think a couple days ago, don't let what you see make you stop believing what God said. So God's word says, fear not. I want to do great things, he says. So believe that right now, wherever you are, no matter what yesterday held, no matter what the nine months, excuse me, eight months, almost nine, has held in 2020. God wants to do some great things. There's still a lot of year left. And God is a God of the miraculous. God is a God that with one prayer 
your entire story can change. With one word breathed from his mouth, whether through his word or through audible ways and measures or through a rhema word you receive, God can change your entire story. The 22nd verse says, Be not afraid, you beasts of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness do spring, for the tree beareth her fruit, the fig tree and vine do yield their strength. Be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he has given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down to you the rain, the former rain, and the latter rain in the first month. And the floors shall be full of wheat, and the fat shall overflow with wine and oil. And here it is. Here's the verse I want to cue in on. And I will restore to you the years that the locust has eaten, the canker worm, the caterpillar, and the palmer worm, and all these worms, whatever worms you want to throw into, whatever you want to add to it, if it's eaten away, your time, if it's eaten away your money, if it's eaten away your health, it's eaten away your social life. I know for me and my wife, uh, my wife is a social butterfly. She likes to be around company. She loves going to the gym. And during this time, it's eaten away the time that she likes to be out with friends, family, she likes to be in the gym. You know, I like going to the gym too, but it's been nice to rest and not be surrounded uh in those situations. But anyway, so he says, I will restore to you these years. Notice it says years. We've gone through this year. And he says, which my great army, which I sent among you, and you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord, your God that has dealt wondrously with you. Look at the end of verse 26. And my people will never be ashamed. We're living in a time where many people would say, we are subject to, but God's people aren't subject to the times. The times are subject to us. We carry the spirit of resurrection power wherever we go. And that means to me that wherever we go, life happens. Wherever we go, we have a command to be fruitful and multiply. The blessing of the Lord on our lives causes multiplication wherever we are, causes our land that every place we step on to be fruitful, not barren, not dry, but to be flourishing. The believer has a promise in God's word not to fear because God is going to do great things. Not only that, but that we will never be ashamed. There's no shame in our game as a Christian. As we go from faith to faith, glory to glory, victory to victory, we walk with our eyes lifted up towards the king because he has our best interest, your best interest in his heart. And God said, I will restore all these years. You could literally replace the word restore there with replace. I'm going to give it back. If you lost a year this year, God says he can give you another year. I believe God can add years to people's lives. He did it in the Bible. He can add money that was taken from you this year. If you've lost your health this year, God is a healer. One of his names, not only his attribute, but his name is Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord that heals thee. He says he takes sickness and diseases out of our midst. It's not your portion in life to be bound by fear one or to contract a, a disease or sickness like COVID-19 and be bound to that. That would be a shameful life. But God says, my people will never be ashamed. Psalm 91 says it's because we've made him our refuge and habitation. No sickness, no plague or disease can come nigh our dwelling. We have a refuge. He's our strong tower and the righteous run into it and are safe. That's our portion. 
But if you've lost something this year, like many have in the body of Christ, you have a promise to get it back. Notice what your Bible says. And this is what I turned to back to back on Sunday morning. Proverbs chapter 6, because it was the sixth day of the month. Proverb a day. Proverbs chapter 6, verse number 30. The Bible says this, men do not despise a thief if he steals to satisfy his soul when he's hungry. You know, a lot of people are stealing right now. And I would dare say a lot of them are stealing not due to their hunger in the natural, but to their hunger in a different way for things of this world. But it says when he is found, if he is found, verse 31, he will restore sevenfold. He will give all the substance of his house, even if he has to repay it. Think about that for a second. This is Proverbs 6, verse 31. If the thief is found, he's got to give back seven times whatever he took. Grab a hold of that by faith. If you've lost one dollar, if you recognize right now with the discerning of the Spirit of God in you that God is not a thief, but the enemy, the devil is, you can command it be restored back unto you. Maybe you lost your job this year due to COVID, due to an unforeseen circumstance. Maybe it wasn't even due to COVID. You can have it back and one that was seven times better according to God's word. This isn't Alex's word. This is God's word. God's word says, if the thief is found, first of all, you have to be able to recognize who's the thief. Do you remember in the Bible in John, the 10th chapter and the 10th verse? It's like the gospel summed up in one verse. It says, the thief cometh not but to kill, steal, and destroy. That's the devil. All he plans to do with our lives, especially those that are not a Christian, is to try to steal, try to kill us, and destroy our destiny, destroy us. He hates us. He's a liar and a thief. But the Bible says in that same verse, but Jesus came. He says, I have come that you might have life. And have it more abundantly. Friend, if you aren't experiencing life at the abundance right now, it's because the thief has come in and it's time for us to recognize it and command a sevenfold restoration. If you recognize right now that it wasn't God that was the author of this, it was the devil, you can prophetically declare by prayer, holding on to God's word, that sevenfold become your restoration. Sevenfold restoration is your story. Your story isn't going to end this year with, I contracted a sickness. My family got sick. My family fell away. Divorce papers were sought after because we had to stay at home and a relationship was on rocks. Children straight away got more depressed, bought more alcohol than I ever bought before, started smoking again. That's not your story. Lost my life savings, stock market crashed, didn't have any money left. That, that is not your story as a believer. Your story will end in victory with great gladness, as Joel 2 said, because it says that God will do great things. Fear not. He's going to do great things, and you will never have to live in shame. It's a shameful thing to have to beg for help. It's a shameful thing. It takes people to swallow their pride, unfortunately, in times when you hit rock bottom. But God's plan for you is not that. You are to be the benefactor, not the beggar. Jesus was not a beggar and neither shall you be. Your portion is to be the lender and not the borrower. That's the blessing on your life. But it says, if the thief is found, he has to restore sevenfold of whatever he stole. It says, even if the thief's got to sell everything he owns to pay it back, he has to do it. That's God's word. 
So I read that, and then there's another story that I flipped open to. Similar story. This is 2 Kings chapter 8. 2 Kings chapter 8. And it's about a woman who was connected to the servant of God, Elisha. Elisha had prophesied that there was getting ready to be seven years of famine. Did this woman have anything to do with the famine that hit? Absolutely not. Did you have to do with anything with the pandemic hitting? Probably not. Unless you ate bat soup in Wuhan, China. I'm just kidding. You didn't have anything to do with it. It wasn't your fault. But the enemy came in and tried to steal away portions of your life. Same thing happened with this woman. Elisha tells her, hey, get ready. You need to leave the land because seven years of famine is getting ready to hit. So like any smart woman of God or man of God, they listen to the servant of God. And she left. And she left for seven years. And after the end of that seven years, this is 2 Kings chapter 8, verse number 3. It says, Then it came to pass at the end of those seven years that the woman returned out of the land of the Philistines, and she went forth to cry unto the king for her house and for her land. So this woman lost land. She lost, she lost everything because of these seven years of famine. While she thought to herself, and she was getting ready to go to the king to beg for her stuff back, this is what happened in verse 4. The king was talking to Gehazi. You remember that guy? He was Elisha's servant. And the king asked Gehazi, he said, Tell me, I pray thee, all the great things that Elisha has done. So the king was like, Man, you are a servant to a great man of God. Man, tell me some stories. Tell me some things that happened. I heard so many great things. I want to hear them firsthand from your eyes what happened. And so guess what Gehazi was telling him? Verse 5, And it came to pass, as he was telling the king how he had restored a dead body to life, he was telling the story of how Elisha raised this woman's son from the dead. If you remember a few chapters before, this woman was called the Shunammite woman, and she built a room on her house for the man of God. Well, Elisha prophesied a son to her. That son, as a young boy, passed away. Heat stroke, some scholars say. Elisha came back and raised her promise back to life, her son back to life. Well, Gehazi is telling this story to the king. And as he's telling this story to the king, here she comes to the door. And, and Gehazi says, my Lord, O king, this is the woman. And this is her son whom Elisha raised. And here she comes with her son through the door as they're talking about her. You know, I want to prophesy to you right now. God has people with your name on their lips right now. You may think all is lost. You may think you've lost this year and this year is just a wash. You may think because you lost your job, you won't get a better one. But there is an employer right now. There is a business owner with your name on their mouth talking about you. God has put you on their mind. There's some of you with family members that have gone astray and you think they're never coming back. They are right now thinking about you. God is turning hearts. He's shifting mindsets in this hour. This has been a time where many have had time to think about a lot, to really make the top priorities in their life top priorities again. I believe God wants to put your name on the mouth of those that you're wanting to connect with, that you're wanting to be with, that you're wanting to get back with. Maybe you lost. Maybe it's a husband or a wife that left you and you've been believing for restoration. God can switch, change, and restore that relationship. I believe that. Any dollar that's lost, I believe seven dollars have your name on them to come back. That's God's word. 
if the thief is caught, remember, you have to discern it though. God didn't take it. The devil took it. And you can prophetically have it back in Jesus name. So here we have this story. This woman's coming through with her son right at the perfect time where Gehazi is telling the king about her. And what happens? Verse number six, second Kings chapter eight. And when the king asked the woman, she told him. So the king appointed to her a certain officer saying, restore all that was hers and all the fruits of the field since the day that she left the land, even until now. Wow. Wow. What favor she had with the king. After being gone for seven years, she was able to come right back into what was taken from her. The king says, give her her house back, give her her land back, and all the money that was made off the fruits of her land for the past seven years, give her the money. Friend, that's your, that's your portion. So I open up to this, and then I open up to the thief. And then just knowing how God's nature is to restore, I want to give that to you. If you've had anything lost this year, anything, doesn't matter how big, how small, how insignificant you think it is. Friend, God numbers your hair. Nothing about you is insignificant. Your whole life has been written out step by step. God knows your needs even before you ask them. And he certainly knows what has been lost that you couldn't even meet those needs with. I want you to believe God with me over your life tonight by prayer and supplication. I'm going to pray with you before we end this short broadcast that God restores everything that was lost. No matter. It doesn't matter how big or small. You only have to do a couple things. Number one is recognize that it wasn't God that took it. Never blame God for what the enemy's doing. I mean, that's foolish. In the book of Job, when all was taken from him, he refused to curse God and die. And what happened? God restored double unto Job. He had more than he had before, more children, a new wife that wouldn't cause him to backslide and blaspheme God. He refused to curse God and die. He refused to attribute the nature of the devil to the nature of God. God is a giver. The Bible says every good and perfect gift comes down from the father of lights of whom there is no variance or shadow of turning. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The book of Malachi says God does not change. The book of Hebrews says Jesus is the same yesterday and today and forever. And his nature is a giver. His nature is a restorer. You think about a car. I love Mustangs and I'm constantly looking at 60 some, you know, really like a 67 fastback or I don't know, 69. I'd love a, a nice Mustang that's been restored. Well, that Mustang in the 60s was only worth probably a thousand, two thousand dollars. That Mustang now being restored is much more. It's more than seven times worth that now. I've been looking. My wife will tell you. But uh, <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm thinking about all the Mustangs I've shared. And she's like, you don't need a Mustang. But I want a Mustang. So this is what I'm saying here. God is a restorer. And it doesn't matter how small or insignificant you think it is. He wants to give it back. But don't attribute the thief for the giver. Don't attribute to what the enemy has done, because believe me, the enemy has done this in our lives. The enemy has done this in this nation. You know, I believe that this year can still be your best year. And for me personally and my wife personally, it's been our best year ever. It's been my best year ever. I haven't experienced one hump or one effect of this quote unquote pandemic. As the Bible says, that we will never have to be ashamed. 
we go from glory to glory. Our path shines brighter and brighter. That's the blessing of the Lord on your life. But maybe you have experienced a little setback. It's time for a comeback. Maybe you've experienced a little loss. God wants to restore it sevenfold. Remember, never attribute the enemy's works for God. Know who your father is. He's a good father. And then recognize and call it out. You have to discern it. Anything in you where you've seen it, call it out and rebuke it. God says he rebukes the devourer for your sake if you honor him with the tithe in Malachi 3. So we know God is on your side. And then pray. So here we have the story that I just read to you in 2 Kings 8, where the woman brought her son before the king. And the king was talking to his servant. There was someone there with his name, or with her name in his mouth. And it just hit me just a few minutes ago, talking with my wife. I said, man, isn't that a picture of us as a believer? Where we go before God, making petitions and making our requests known unto him. And we have an advocate. We have someone that's right beside him with our name in his mouth. That's Jesus. Jesus is our elder brother, and he's sitting on the right hand of the Father right now, making intercession for you. He is praying for you right now. And all we have to do is go before God. And God doesn't see us as we are. He views us of the lens of our elder brother, Jesus. He views us through the righteousness of Jesus Christ. No, we're not worth it. We're not, excuse me, we're not worthy. No, we're not perfect. But through Jesus Christ, we have put him on and now have become and been made righteous through him. And we can go before a holy God and make our petitions or our requests known unto him. If you'll ask tonight for a sevenfold restoration, I believe God will do it for you. And I want to hear testimonies. If you are praying with me and agreeing with me for this short word about restoration of your life, I want you to contact me and let me know. I'd love to hear. But I want to pray with you. Again, no matter what you've lost, you're owed sevenfold because tonight you recognize that it was the enemy who did it. Let's pray together. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you so much that you're a giver and you have shown us that the thief, the enemy, the devil is the one who steals and takes. He tries to destroy and kill. But tonight, God, we recognize that any loss in our life is owed a sevenfold restoration. So I ask, Father, right now for your children, that if they have experienced any lack, any suffering, any setbacks during this year, I ask that you restore them sevenfold. Just like the Shunammite woman went before the king to make her request known, to have her land and home and given back, God, we go before you tonight in the name of Jesus and declare sevenfold restoration for every dollar, every pain that was experienced, every setback and loss that was experienced this year. Father, I ask in Jesus' name that within the next few days and even the next few months, your children, even those that are hearing my voice right now, would walk in a new measure and a level of faith that they will experience this sevenfold restoration. In Jesus' name, amen. That portion is yours. Believe that. We'll talk soon. Bless you. Thank you for listening to the Alex Meadows podcast. We would love to connect with you on social media at Rev Alex Meadows. If you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit alexmeadowsministries.com slash give. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, we hope you gain the faith you needed to walk in total victory.